heart and days of old anxiety. We too have run about the hills and gathered up flowers fine. We've wandered many weary foot since old This is Tom with the Ramble Redhead Show and we're live on Pride48.com. Hey, yo, everyone. And uh, just want to wish you all a very happy new year. Of course, it is now 2017. We get to say goodbye to 2016. And for many, uh, all the Twitter and the Facebook posts I saw that you are all ready and willing to say goodbye to 2016 for all the sadness the depression the election the celebrity deaths and musicians and all those people that unfortunately are no longer with us um due to 2016 and um of course 2016 didn't want to go out without leaving us with one more person to say goodbye to and uh sadly um i i posted this on uh the 31st uh but it was the actor william christopher who played Father Mulcahy on MASH, which is one of my all-time favorite shows. Unfortunately, he passed away on the very last day of the year. So um, I just want to say, I know they don't listen, but I just want to say my sympathies to the family and all the people out there that love the show MASH because I always thought he was a great guy and great character. And and, uh, so it's sad to see him go. It's like half the cast now is gone. So it's very, very, very sad. So, um, but let's move on. So what we're going to do is I'm going to talk about a bunch of different things. And uh, I kind of made a list. So I'm kind of sort of better prepared today. Shocking. I know. Oh, my God. What the hell is wrong with you, Ramble? And uh, I just want to tell you a couple things that's been going on. Uh, And we have repeat right here. I'm sure she won't make a peep. But uh, she's been super duper lovable lately. So, yeah. And uh, maybe we might get Bristow. Um, speaking of Bristow, um, he, he has been acting a little wackadoo lately. And uh, see, what happened was about a month or so ago, um, Roger and I had this guy come out to clean out all the vents and clean the dryer vents and then all the vents throughout the house. And uh, it's something that I've been wanting to do for a while. And so we finally got it done. But the thing is, we what I should have done is I should have taken the cats um, to the vet to have them keep them for the day uh, because I guess the noise was really, 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 really loud and it scared the crap out of them. And it seems like ever since then, uh, it's like, especially with Bristow, is he's been acting out a little more. He's been a little more aggressive with repeats and they've been fighting a lot. and And he's just been acting really... Uh, kind of goofy so the very first official um, uh, day for work-wise of course is the second so I had that day off because it was our holiday and uh, so I uh, took uh, Bristol over to the vet and checked out and I guess there's a condition that some cats get when they get uh, really uh, hyped up I guess and I said that their heart rate gets up and they sometimes have like this nodule and then like the neck area and uh, they tend to be a little more 
uh, aggressive. And the thing is, is that with Bristow, Bristow, he's one of the sweetest cats I've ever, you know, seen once he got into the house. Uh, but like when I took him to the vet, he was like hissing and growling and uh, he was like, Arr! you know, just really uh, going crazy with the vet and the tech that was there. And they even put a face thing on him to try to calm him down. And that really uh, didn't help. Um, but the one thing we did find out is that he did lose some weight. He lost like 1.7 pounds. And so uh, I was a little concerned about that. That kind of scared me uh, because when a cat loses weight like that, sometimes there's something going on. But uh, she checked him out and she didn't see any signs of him having that condition. And um, and I said he's been, you know, using litter box. He's been eating. He's been doing all kinds of stuff. And it's just he's just been acting up a little bit. So what they did is they in the past they had him on some kitty uh prozac and the reason why i was on that was because he was constantly grooming himself a lot uh but they wanted to give him something that was more quicker acting because it takes like two to three weeks uh for the prozac uh to kick in so they gave him some xanax so then on monday um uh i had to give him the very first pill which uh um, in case any of you people that have a dog or cat, um, there is these wonderful invention. They're not cheap, but they're a wonderful invention called uh, pill pockets. And what you do is you uh, put the pill in the pill pocket. It's a treat. And then you give it to him. Well, Bristol's not stupid. He's pretty smart. Well, the very first day, um, what I did is I cut the pill in half and I put it one half into a pill pocket. And he ate the first one really quick. But then he got to the next one and he basically ate around the treat and then left the little white pill there. And I'm like, shit. So I was like, what am I going to do? So then I put it in a little piece of uh, this canned chicken and I gave that to him and then he he ate it. Um, and so it was much better. And then today I called the vet and I said, hey, is it possible? Can we? What the hell? Um, so uh, hold on. Sorry about that. Um, we had a little incident. Uh, I think uh, Bristol jumped up on the chair and he almost knocked over a glass. So, yay, that's fun. <laughs> so anyway, so he's on some new medication and uh, it's some like a Xanax. So hopefully he'll be in a better. Uh, but today I, cr you know, I crushed up the pill, put it in some food and he ate it up like a crazy person. So, or a crazy kitty. So... But the funny thing is that normally when I feed um, the two of them like canned food, because normally they eat dry food, and the funny thing is that I um, uh, I gave both of them equal amounts, and I put on a plate and gave it to Bristol, and then I gave Repeat hers. And the funny thing is that normally Repeat eats really slow, like a little girl, and she was eating, uh, taking her time and eating the little bites, and she was just being really delicate about it. And then Bristol's like, nah, 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 nah. and. Uh, so it was just funny that today, uh, Repeat actually ate uh, her food faster. And then, in fact, Bristol left some of his food, which normally never happens. In fact, when I put the food on a paper plate, he tends to lick it so much that he, he travels like the whole part of the, the kitchen. And he left some of it uh, there. So I was like kind of surprised. So uh, 
Uh, so anyway, um, so I had to pick that up because I didn't want repeat to get into it. So, um, and she was trying to. So anyway, so that's that's one of the fun things that happened uh, yesterday. So yay. Um, then what I want to do is I want to tell you about some other stories that are other things I want to talk about. Um, uh, the very first thing is, um, well, see what happened was is that uh, normally around the holiday time is that a lot of my customers are, uh, they, they go on break during the holiday. So when they go on break, that's normally the time that I take off. So basically ever since the 21st or, or so, I've been off work. And I went back to work today, unfortunately. And I have to tell you that when you're off work for a while and then you have to go back, it's like... So it kind of sucks. But the other thing is that I really hate when I have to take off time and I don't go anywhere because... You know, that's the whole point of vacation is to go somewhere some fun and, you know, but Roger and I, we decided to stay close to home and we had some lot of stuff that we wanted to do around the house, which again, is not what you want to do when you're on vacation, but you got to do what you got to do. So, um, so we just did a lot of stuff around the house and did some clean and got rid of some stuff. And, uh, and the, the one thing that I wanted to tell you about, which is, it's kind of funny is that when you go through a bunch of boxes and you see papers and you see stuff well the thing is is that when after i got broke up with my first roger um is that he basically to be perfectly blunt and honest with you he left me with some debt and so the thing is is that um when you're you're stuck with that and then of course i got myself into it so i had to get myself out of it and so i started the new job that was to or you know basically uh you know, a, a job before this one. And I was, you know, doing my first time in outside sales. And the thing is that I realized that if I'm going to get myself out of this situation, I got to bust my butt and make a lot of sales and then get the commissions. And then I got to really plan and get myself out of that. And so it's kind of, you know, tying in with the, you know, the new year about resolutions and, you know, whether if it's money or if you want to lose weight or if you want to, exercise more or you know whatever your goal is you know a lot of time a lot of people make those goals uh around this time so it's important to you know but the thing is you got to do it be realistic about it you got to be focused about it and you really have to keep plugging along it's just like losing weight you know if you need to lose whether it be 20 pounds 10 pounds 20 you know 50 pounds whatever it is you know you you put it on over time where you're going to have to get rid of it over time it's not like it's going to be something that you can just do really quick in many cases well see at the time when i realized that that was the situation that i was in and i just realized that you know it's like the old saying okay i didn't mean to hit the spice button it started all over again my music okay let me get that out of there so uh, sorry about that but anyway so um anyway we ha- oh we have a listener in the chat room we have angry daddy I don't know who that is, but hello, Angry Daddy. How are you? So, hello. Thank you for listening. And, uh, oh, they, Angry Daddy said, my ears. I'm sorry, Angry Daddy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll turn it down. You know, so the, anyway. But anyway, so what happened was, what happened was, it's, 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 so I'm going back about a month. So I was in debt, and so I realized that with that job that, of course, I, I had to really push myself because a I, this is the first time I had an outside sales job. Second is I wanted to you know make some money. So what I did is I you know would make the commission and I would put some money in the bank. You know because the key thing is you always got to pay yourself. 
And then what I would do is I made a budget about what I wanted to do and I was able to, uh, you know, get, uh, you know, slowly pay off the bills. And of course they say you should, if you have credit card debt, you want to look at all your credit and uh, see what you owe. And then of course, if you're paying interest on that, you want to pay the highest interest first if you can, and then pay the most toward that and then pay the minimum payment for the rest. And then when you get that paid off, then you go to the second one and then third and fourth and, you know, and so on. So that's basically what I did. And over the course of the years, um, instead of being in debt, I reversed it now and I have money in the bank. I, you know, I have zero credit card bills. Um, anything I do put on the credit card, if, you know, by the end of the month, I pay the bill and uh, completely get rid of it. Uh, the only thing I pay right now is my car, um, my vehicle. And so that has been the, the biggest struggle that I had over the years. And see, during the course of doing the house cleaning and moving stuff around, I found this box and I had a bunch of old papers, like, you know, bank statements and stuff like this. And it was like from 2009. And the thing that floored me is that I saw this one particular month and I, I was looking at it and I was like, oh my God. And I could not believe how little amount of money that I had in the bank. And then I found another statement that was like six months before that and I had more. And I was like, and I was trying to remember like, what the hell happened then? You know, and I'm trying to, you know, I don't know if I got a new vehicle or but the only thing I remember in 2009 is that I did lose my job in April and uh, and I didn't get the new job until November. So I don't know if that was part of it, but it, it just really uh, surprised me. Um, and so now it makes me want to go back and see if I can, you know, look at from April until December about, you know, what happened. And so I was looking at that and I was like, wow. And then I looked at, you know, my current statement and I see what it is and how much it is. And, and I see my, you look at my credit score and stuff. And I, I see that where I was and where I am now. And, you know, and I have to tell you that folks, that if you ever have something like that and you set a goal and you're able to accomplishment, accomplish it. And, you know, and the feeling that you have when you do it, it's like the feeling that you have when you, like when I did the mini marathon, I never thought at the beginning that I could walk or run 13.1 miles. And then when you get in the mini, I was reading this article about running and stuff and the, the euphoria you feel as you exercise and stuff like that. And I have to tell you that I was like uh, overwhelmed with different emotions from being like completely tired, exhausted, hurting to walking along the finish line, being happy and crying and you know, cause it was really a big deal for me. And then when I did the hustle of the Hancock where I climbed 94 floors, um, and you're starting out and you're like, Oh my God, I'm at level 12 and I still got all this way to go. And you're like exhausted and your legs are hurting and your brain is going, what the fuck are you doing to yourself? You know? And so it's just, uh, insane. And then when you finally get up to top and you see these people and they're cheering and they're clapping for you and you're like, Oh my God, I did it. And you get the medal and you're like, Oh my God, this is amazing. So, well, the reason I wanted to tell you this is because it kind of led to another story that happened this week. Um, that I, I, I just wanted to tell you cause I thought it was, it was, I mean, probably when you listen to it, you're going to say, Oh, this is, this is stupid ramble. I just want to tell you what happened. But anyway, so so here I am doing all this cleaning, going through all this stuff. I'm getting rid of a bunch of stuff, getting rid of clothes, you know, 
moving things around, you know, trying to better organize things because we're doing a lot of stuff that we're going to have done in the house eventually, like in the kitchen and the dining room. We got a new dining room set. We bought a new table and the chairs and we bought a new, um, uh, now I can't think of the word, but another, like a, I can't think of the word. So I'm not going to say it because I can't think of it. Uh, but anyway, so I spent some money on that and I paid it off right away. And uh, so I'm getting all that stuff done. And uh, and so I'm really happy about that. And so we're going through all this stuff and I'm finding this stuff. And then what happens is um, over the holiday, my dad is always very generous uh, with Christmas. And, and then uh, my brother and sister pay me the money for the TV that we got my dad. And my dad is still over the moon. Every time I go over there, every time I talk to him, he's always going on and on about the TV. So I'm really, really happy about that. I, I wish that we would have done it sooner. Um, you know, so mom could have enjoyed it as well. But, you know, you do what you got to do. But, uh, but anyway, so my dad, you know, gave, you know, gave us some money. And so I went to the bank. So, and see, Monday, of course, was the, the official holiday for a lot of places, including the bank. So they were closed. So I went to the ATM and uh, and I thought it was really kind of, you know, I went during the day and I thought it was really weird about how busy it was because uh, a lot of the other places, restaurants, uh, you know, um, all the other stuff was like really slow. And so I get to the bank and there's like five vehicles in front of me. So I'm like, hey, it's no big deal. You know, you got the day off. Who cares? You know, so I'm in line and I'm waiting. And the vehicle right in front of me is a Lexus. It's a white Lexus like an SUV, uh, kind of like what I have. And so I'm, uh, I don't have a Lexus, but I'm saying it's an SUV. So, yummy. so anyway, so I'm waiting my turn and I'm listening because I went to the library before that. And I wanted to tell you that I, I got the latest uh, book on CD for Kathy Griffin's book. In fact, I have it in the kitchen. So let me go grab it real quick. Okay. Um, anyway. It's called uh, Kathy Griffin's Celebrity Run-Ins. Uh, you can get it um, Audible and any other book place if you like. But I would recommend, I would strongly, 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 strongly recommend if you want to uh, in, enjoy this book, I would recommend you listen to the audio book. Now, do like I did. Go get it at the library, whatever. But Or get on Audible if you have an account with them. But I would strongly recommend getting the audible or audio book on cd version versus just reading it because she has a lot of her little commentary her comments her impressions of because basically what it is is a book full of um stories about all of her celebrity run-ins in fact it says the fun and juicy a to z pendulum of celebrities Kathy's has met during their many years in show business. This audiobook is bursting with never before told stories. And it, it and I have to tell you, I'm like three or four discs in it's seven disc, and I'm on uh, disc four right now. So it's it's a quick listen to. And I thought it was it was really good so far. And there's a bunch of funny, funny, funny stories uh, that really made me laugh out loud. In fact, uh, the first disc, track eight. Uh, there's this hilarious one uh, where she talks about Barbara Streisand, and uh, it's really funny. So it's hilarious. Okay, it's hilarious. So it's really good. So uh, I definitely strongly recommend that you check that out. And for some reason, I don't know why, but my microphone, which was really, really loud earlier, seems like it's softer and quieter. 
I don't know why, but it is, okay? It just, it just is, okay? But anyway, so, so what I did, so I'm listening to Kathy as I go to the bank, and I'm behind this white Lexus, as I said. And, you know, slowly, each one is slowly moving along, and then finally, it's my turn to go to the ATM. Okay, so what happens is Mr. Uh, Lexus pulls up and normally when people go from the ATM they leave they normally pull up and they leave you know they go right out of the parking lot you know go on to their merry way and go have their lives right well this person uh pulled up and veered over to the right of the parking lot and I'm like wow that's kind of weird I thought maybe he's putting the millions of dollars that he put in his wallet and he's making sure, whatever. So I go and I have my two checks and I put my card in, I put the code in, you know, this is captivating podcast on you. And I put the two checks in and it pops up and it says, it shows the checks. And then it says, do you wish to make this deposit? I hit yes. And then it says, so it, it does. And then it poops out the receipt. And then I look at it and I realize that the, the receipt does not have a, a balance of what I have in the bank. And so I, you know, I bought it, I paid a bunch of bills. So I wanted to make sure that, see how things were looking. And uh, so I, I hit the button to, uh, you know, do a balance, you know, you know, receipt. And so I'm doing that and I hit the button. And just as I'm doing that, the receipt goes, boop, boop, and the receipt pops out. And I look over and the gentleman who drove the white Lexus, I'm seeing him out of the right of my eye. And I look and he's out of his vehicle now. Okay. And I'm like, why is he getting out of the vehicle? And then I, then I look at him and I go, eh. and then I go look at the receipt and I pick up the receipt and I look at it. And as I mentioned to you earlier, to go from, being in one situation financially to be in the other direction financially, I looked at my receipt and I was happy. And I was like, I get a, kind of like a, <laughs> you know, laugh with for myself because I was very happy about all the hard work that I did to get this in this situation. And I started like laughing, uh, you know, to myself about what happened, right? And then I'm like, okay, so, and then I look and there's a vehicles behind me. So, I, okay, I don't want to hold up anymore. So I cancel the thing, I get my card back, and then I start to pull up, you know, to leave. Well, Mr. Lexus raises his finger and he's like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I'm like, okay. So I roll down the window and I said, yeah, can I help you? And he goes, did, did you get any money out of the ATM? And I said, no, I didn't get any money. I just deposited two checks. And he goes, well, the reason I'm asking is because I'm $60 short. And I said, well, I don't know what to tell you. I didn't get any money. I just deposited two checks. And then I got, you know, and I'm telling him more business than he needs to know, but it's none of his damn business. But I said, uh, all I did was put the checks in and I got my receipt with my balances. And then he turns away and he goes, well, I'm out of 60 bucks. And he gets back into his vehicle and he slams the door and as I'm slowly pulling away, he kind of gives me this look. And I'm like, I said, oh, great. He probably thinks that when I was doing my little laugh, that he probably thought that I made $60 profit and uh, I took money from the guy. 
And uh, well, of course he's wrong. I I did not. And so I'm just like, you know, fuck him. I don't care. So, and I'm sure he's going to call the bank today and he's going to say, hey, I did this and I got this much money. And I, you know, and he'll, I'm sure he'll figure it all out. But I just thought it was really bizarre. You know, happy new year, ladies and gentlemen. So there you go. So I just thought that was crazy. Crazy. Okay. I thought that was crazy. Okay. Okay. So then the other thing, of course, that happened is, uh, you know, we had the lovely year of 2016 say goodbye. And um, normally what happens is uh, in the past, I would used to have like all the homos come over or one of the homos would have a New Year's Eve party. But that kind of went kapooey because half the group were sick. Um, my friend Doug was sick. My other friend Matt was sick. And uh, my other friend Jim were all dealing with either colds or something going on so we're like okay that poo pooed that and then the other thing is that normally my dad and my mom when she was with us that they would normally be down in texas well what happened was my sister uh has been going through her uh medical issues so my dad basically stayed up here and well they wanted to have like uh you know kind of thing something that we used to do years ago uh when mom and dad would be here is that we used to have like a a junk food party so we would have you know, all kinds of junk food, and then we'd watch movies or something, and so uh, Dad had kind of said he wanted to do that, so um, so Roger and I went over, um, you know, to his house, and uh, we had all kinds of junk food, and eating real healthy food, like pizza rolls, and meatballs, and drowned in mushroom soup, and all kinds of crazy stuff, so it was a lot of uh, fat, 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 so and then, of course, what happens when you're eating a lot of fat, 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 then it makes you go, oh, my God, you're fat. And then you go, oh, I got to lose weight. And then you make a New Year's resolution, and they're going to lose weight. And then you have fun with that. Okay, so that's basically what happened on the third first. So I went, we went over there for a little bit. And then Roger and I said that we really did not want to be with the wackadoos who are out drinking and perhaps driving. Um, so we decided to leave uh, early and get home and uh, we're old fuddy duddies but oh well you know if you like to celebrate and get have fun then good for you but that's not us you know so we got home and i want to tell you folks that if you have an amazon account or amazon prime uh, i want to tell you about a show that we found on the the amazons and uh, it's called goliath and it has billy bob thornton now, we had watched the other show, Fargo, that I talked about uh, before on the previous episode. But I'm going to say it again. If you have not watched the show Fargo, the TV show Fargo, go get it on demand. Go buy the DVDs. It is, I would not, I mean, I cannot highly recommend the show even more than ever before because it's amazing balls. But anyway, so we started watching uh, Goliath and we were in like two or three episodes in. And I have to say that it's just as good. It's really, 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 really good. And Billy Bob Thornton is amazing in this new show. So we've been watching that, and it's really, 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 really good. So I would highly recommend, okay? I would really highly recommend. So uh, there we go. Uh, let's see. So I just want to say about that, okay? It's quite exciting. So basically what happened was Roger and I did the a uh, quiet gay couple <laughs> and uh so we we watched a couple episodes of that and then when it got close to 
the Midnights. We did watch Kathy Griffin on uh, CNN with Anderson Cooper, Mr. He's so cute. He's just adorable. And he's a homosexual. So, way you go, Anderson. And, of course, Kathy Griffin is a, a great ally to all the community. So, just it was that we watched a little bit of her and him. Uh, and it was pretty fun. And then we watched the time go away in 10, And, of course, 2017 was here. So, of course... Uh, I got up and I gave Roger a big hug and I kissed. I said, I love you, baby. I love you. Happy New Year. And uh, now the other thing I want to tell you about is that, see, Roger has decided that he is going to grow a beard. And so he has dark hair. And so he, for several days now, he's been growing a beard. And any time that I don't shave for a few days, then I give him a kiss. He goes, ow, you poked me. You stabbed me with your beard. You got to shave. So the funny thing is the reverse happened. So now he's been slowly uh, growing the beard and they ordered a bunch of things online and he got all this stuff for the beard and, you know, because it itches like a motherfucker. And so he bought this stuff to put on and it's supposed to help and, you know, make it so it's not so itchy. And so this is like day four or five and he went back to work today and uh, and his one coworker said, did your razor break? And so... So he's been having fun with that. So he's uh, he got some new stuff today. And so it's going to be interesting because he's never, I've never seen him with any kind of facial hair ever. And so so I when I saw him today and he was, he looked really, really good in uh, his uh, work outfit today. And he was just so handsome. And I was like, oh my God, you look so studly today. You're just adorable. So I gave him a big hug and a kiss and I pinched his ass because Kingsley always tells me, Every time on Facebook, he said, did you pinch Roger's butt? And I go, yes, I did every single day. So so anyway, so he's going to try a beard. And I said, are you going to have the beard in, in, when we get married in April? And he's like, uh, well, we'll see. So, uh, but it's kind of interesting to see how he is. And uh, we'll see how that progresses. So I'll give you a beard update every week. I know you're captivated by that. I can tell. Oh, my God. The response is overwhelming. Oh, my God. You could see, oh, my God, the Twitter, the Facebook, the people in the chat room are just typing so much. Typing so much? Angry Daddy. Hi, Angry Daddy. Are you still there? Did you fall asleep? Hello, Angry Daddy. Wake up. Hello. Okay. So, anyway. So, that's one other story for you. Um, so, basically, then we rang in the new year that way. And then Roger said, I see So, he went to bed. And then, of course, I stayed up way past my bedtime watching stuff. And, oh, the other thing I want to tell you about is that Roger... Now, see, the thing is that Roger and I seems to be the only ones who are addicted to this game. But it's... Uh, if you like, like, the... Uh, it's kind of like Candy Crush kind of thing where you have to match, like, three, four, or five piece of things. And you have to get through these different levels. And it's like... And, see, normally I have tons and tons and tons of people who are on Facebook. So anytime I play a game and then I log in via Facebook, there's always a shitload of people who play the game. Well, this new game is called Magic Nightfall, and it's really fun, and it's uh, very addictive. And uh, so um, I just want to say that you should play it and then add me as a friend. You know, make sure you sign in on Facebook, and if I'm your Facebook friend, then send me lives because I need lives. So... So Roger and I have a very intense rivalry back and forth, and 
he gets forward a little few levels, and then I get forward a few levels, and uh, and uh, so, oh my God, we have a comment via live on the program. Uh, we have a lovely listener uh, who says he's growing a beard, and I'm like, yes, ladies and gentlemen, he's growing a beard. Uh, and the person you know who you am, um, I will send you a photo because uh, he says, um, I am watching your podcast with my ears. I think you're live. Yes, I am live, David. <laughs> I'm live. Okay. So there we go. So, uh, yes, breaking news. Uh, Roger has a beard. He's getting a beard and it's getting bigger and bigger. Oh, my God. He gets me live. Okay. So anyway, so there we go. So, uh, so that's what's been going on. So that's something. Now, the other thing I want to tell you about, in case you don't know, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know this. You know what this is, the truth. But um, I'm going to tell you, um, I am a huge um, entertainment nut, movie nut, TV show nut, and I've been, you know, and I'm trying to balance the things out. So one of the things I'm trying to do this year is every single day I'm walking at least ten thousand steps using my lovely Fitbit. So I just want to let you know, ladies and gentlemen, that if you by chance have a Fitbit and you have not added me as a friend, um, I'm under there as Ramble Redhead. So please um, add me. And then uh, I would love to have like daily or weekly competitions. So you can do a week thing or weekend thing or whatever. So if you'd like to do that, because I'm trying to do that, because my father is a walking Fitbit crazy person. And he's doing at least 10,000 steps every day, and he's 80 years old. So if you're under the age of 80 years old and you're not exercising, you're not doing anything to help yourself get better and fit and healthy and keep yourself healthy, uh, then as he said the other day, oh, you're no help at all. You're, you're not even a competition. And so I said, okay, well, it's a new year. I'm going to make that my goal. Because, you know, normally I do do that much. And see, normally what I do is during the course of my work, um, I go to my accounts and I'm doing a lot of walking. In fact, I remember one day I had to do a lot of walking at this one building. I had to go from the first floor to the third floor and then back and forward and move all this stuff. And it was like crazy. And then by the end of the day, I walked nine miles. So it was insane. So, um, and I did well over 10,000 steps that day, of course. <laughs> and so, um, so, and the thing is that I also get extremely, in case you don't know, extremely competitive uh, when it comes to like these weekly challenges, you know, I could do like 13, 14, 15. Uh, one day I did 18,000 steps in one day. So it's it's a lot of walking, you know what I mean? So I like being a competitive and I like encouraging other people. And uh, so if you like to do that or if you have one up at bit or any other device and you like to be a little competitive with me, uh, let's do it. Let's do some walking and uh, do a minimum of 10,000 steps a day. That's just five miles, ladies and gentlemen. So if you can do it, you can, anybody can do it, you can do it. Okay. So uh, so that's what I've been doing. So every day, what I like today, I did a bunch of walking, did about 4,500 steps. So then when I got home and I went to the store to buy some things at the pet store, and then I came home, and then Roger came home, and I hi, honey. And then I said, I'm going to go work out. So I got on the treadmill, and I did three and a half miles down there. And then I did my, because one of the things that you want you to do is uh, walk 10 floors per day. So I walked up and down the basement stairs till I had 10 floors. And and then I took a quick shower and then we had dinner. And then I then I relaxed for about an hour. And then here I am doing my live show at Pride 40. Like, ah. Okay, so there we go. So, yay. So that's basically 
where we're at right now. Now, the other thing I want to tell you about is that I am a, like I said, a movie addict. And uh, one of the things I wanted to do is I would like, I'm going to try to do, if I can, is I like to watch one movie that I have not seen before. I'd like to try to see a movie a day or so. Well, on uh, New Year's Day, we we did a bunch of stuff around the house, so I didn't watch my movie. So then I went to the librarium, and uh, that's library for you real people who don't know podcast talk. Okay. Uh, but, uh, so what I did is I went to my local librarium and they always have a bunch of new movies and they have a bunch of DVDs and they charge you 50 cents a day. So I decided that I would uh, go get some movies. Now, the thing is that Roger and I've been wanting to see one movie in particular for quite a long time and it's called Sully and it stars Tom Hanks and it's starred by, I like to talk to chairs, Clint Eastwood. And it's about the pilot who landed the plane in 2009 on the Hudson in New York and uh, we saw the previews we wanted to see it in the theater but for whatever reason fill in the blank we did not do so so and then I found out it came out on DVD so I went to the library and I was thinking oh I hope they have it hope they have it hope I hope I hope I hope I hope I hope I hope that because that was the major reason why I wanted to go and then of course I had some other books that I had to turn in and then some books that I had reserved and so I went there, and and the thing is that normally every single time I go there and I go look at the new DVDs, there's always somebody else standing there, and they're like, oh, did you see this movie? And they're pointing to a movie, and I'm like, no, I haven't. And he said, oh, it's really good. Or they'll say, oh, don't watch that one. That's horrible. That's my Harvey. Harvey Feierstein. Hello, how are you? I'm just telling you right now, don't watch that movie. It's horrible. Oh, it's awful. Anyway, so I walk there, and there's this guy, and he's in the suit. And if I had to describe him, I'd say he probably was one of these religious people. Because he was like, I said, hey, how are you? Happy New Year. And he's like, oh, you know, he wasn't, he didn't say anything. He didn't say, oh, Happy New Year too. And he's just staring at the movies, and he's like, he's not even picking up a DVD or anything. And I'm like, oh, did you by chance see this movie? And it's called... Hell or high water? And he goes, no. Really rude. And I was like, well, fuck you, bitch. So, and I said, it's really good. So I figured if he was a religious person, he's probably going to say, hell or high water. He's going to say, oh, it's full of the devil. But it is really a good movie, by the way. It has Chris Pine. If you like Chris Pine, oh, my God, it's delicious. But it also has Jeff Bridges, who I think, and here's my prediction, folks, I think he will get nominated for Best Supporting Actor in this motion picture. So anyway, so I'm standing there, and he's, he's again, he's just standing there next to me, and he's not moving, he's not touching any of the DVDs, and then all of a sudden he just kind of like, like, walks away. And I'm like, oh, okay, Mr. Touchy. So I thought, okay, so I look, and, you know, all the movies, the new movies are in alphabetical order. So I'm like, ooh, and so I go right to the S's, and guess what, ladies and gentlemen, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Sully was there. So I grabbed it. And then I look and I go, oh, there's that animated movie that I kind of wanted to see. It's called Secret Life of Pets. So I grabbed that. And then then they also had Suicide Squad. Now, to be honest with you folks, whenever I've watched some of these comic book movies, some of them have been good. Like Deadpool was okay. Um, and then I had some others that I've seen. And, and then there's a lot of them that are big piles of poop. Okay. So I decided to get, and I was like, no, I want to 
like, that's not me. But I thought, ah, you know, I heard, I thought I heard some good things. So I thought, okay, I'll get it. And then another movie that I got was, it's called South Side of You. And it's basically uh, supposedly be the first date that Barack Obama had with Michelle. And I heard about it, and I guess John Legend is one of the producers. And I had seen a couple interview stuff about it, and I thought, eh, what the hell? So I got that. So I got four movies. And I and see, the goal is that whenever I rent a movie from the library is I like to try to watch and menus them as possible so that I can uh, turn them in immediately so I'm not spending a lot of money for renting this movie. And again, I'm being charged 50 cents a day. So, you know, I'm just so Jack Benny-esque. Okay, so, well, Rochester, I don't want to pay any more than I have to. You know, it's like the guy comes up behind me and I, he got a gun in my back and he goes, your money is for your life. And I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Okay, so there you go. That's an old Jack Benny joke for you. Okay. 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 So anyway, so I get these movies and I get home and Roger is running around the house like a crazy person and he's cleaning and organizing. He's got the kitchen all clean and he's got all the George things. He's got everything all over the place. And he's like, and I said, look, I got these movies. And he goes, well, I don't have time for this. You know, I'm going to do this and this and this and this. And I'm like, okay. He goes, you go enjoy, go watch your movies. So I watched the first movie, which was Secret Life of Pets. And he told me, do not watch Sully, that he wanted to watch it with me, but he would watch it later, like after we had dinner. I'm like, okay. So I watched Secret Life of the Pets, and it's an animated thing about what it is and what it's like when when you you humans leave your pets behind at home. And, uh, well, by the way, folks, I just want you to know, I'm going to leave, I'm going to give you a little spoiler, but did you know that dogs and and cats and gerbils and uh, all these other animals when we're not home they talk they talk ladies and gentlemen they talk and uh and they they sound like louis ck and all these other people and uh so i'd have to say that this movie was very cute i thought it was very good i thought it was cute and it's by the people who did despicable me number two so um if you like despicable me number two then I think you would like this movie. Now, I did post the picture. See, every time I watch a movie, I make a little one-second review, and I say if I like it or don't like it, and I thought it was very good. Well, I had several people who watched it. They thought it was cute, and it ended up being only... It, it was made for, like, $75 million, and it only made only made $368 million. So it, it did slightly okay in the box office. Okay, just slightly okay. So, um, and it also has Kevin Hart as the... Uh, the bunny rabbit. Now, just imagine that, okay? Just imagine Kevin Hart as a bunny rabbit. Okay, that's all I'm going to say, but it's very cute. There's a lot of funny parts in the movie. And if you have a pet and you, you know, and if you, if your cats could talk, you know, I think Bristol would be like me. He likes to talk all the time. And then I think uh, Repeat would be like Roger. He's very quiet. He likes his private time. He likes to, to be alone. He, he, repeat will go you know sometimes roger goes so um if i had my little phone that had that recording i would play hello my name is roger that that he did a while ago anyway so uh anyway so i watched that and that was really cute um then i made the bad decision of watching suicide squad now i just want you folks that every time i watch a movie i don't care what it is and i watch all kinds of genres i love comedies i like action i like dramas i like comedies i like stupid don't bring your brain comedies i like 
everything under the sun. I can tell you a variety of movies in every single genre that I really, really loved or I really, really hate. Okay? And I always try to give every movie uh, an open mind. And I try to uh, watch it and, uh, you know, try to see what is good, what is bad, and all this stuff. But I have to tell you from the very beginning of this movie that I felt it was a big pile of turd, okay? And it did not disappoint me as I continued to watch it. And it was just stupid. It was just really bad, really, really, really bad. And so I was extremely happy when I wrote uh, the, I put the lovely movie poster and I posted and I said, this is horrible, horrible, horrible. And I said, I'm trying to save people uh, two hours of your precious lives and do not watch this movie. And the good thing is I had several people on the Facebooks who agreed with me that this was a big pile of stinky poop. Okay, so there we go. And then, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Roger and uh, I, we had our lovely dinner that I had made for him. And we had uh, chicken and we had some vegetables because we're trying to be uh, healthier. And so we had that. And then afterwards, uh, Roger said, let's watch a movie. So we watched Sully. And, uh, and I have to tell you, folks, that uh, I have to say that this movie is very good. Um, there's some things that, because the thing is, like with this particular kind of movie, it is, you know, if you, you follow the news at all, of course, you know what happens. You know the outcome of this. So it's kind of like watching the Titanic. You know eventually what's going to happen. Now, getting there from the beginning to the end, you know, that's part of the movie. Well, of course, that is the same thing with this movie. And I'm not going to spoil it, but I just want to say that there's certain spot, spot, spots of the movie that were kind of a little on the slow. And, uh, you know, it, it had to, and one person had said, oh, well, I haven't seen the movie, but I heard there's some misleading parts and, you know, and all this stuff. And so, but I have to say for for it being the type of movie that is and the making of the movie and how they did the flight scenes and how they reenacted some other things that it was very good. It was, it, and in fact, it really grabbed me in certain spots. Cause I imagine if you're on the plane as it was, you know, going down into the Hudson and what they did and, and all this stuff. And it was really, you know, I can imagine the, the fear and the, the scared and, screaming and yelling and probably pooping my pants if I was on that airplane. I'm telling you right now. Okay. So, um, so I could empathize with these people. And, uh, so I thought it was, um, very intense. And of course, then the scrutiny that, you know, of course the way they predicted, uh, uh, not predicted, but way they showed, you know, the lead act, Tom Hanks, Carrie Sully and what he had to go through, you know, after all that happened and all the reporters and, and the investigation and all this stuff. So is, I, I just can't imagine how his life was at that point. And then afterwards, you know, knowing that you were able to do this miraculous thing and help save these 155 people and, and how these people were grateful for what he did and how he was able to save his life and save their lives. And, you know, and, and there's, you, I want to definitely recommend that if you do watch the movie, Make sure you watch all the way to the end. Watch through the credits because there's a little clip that was very touching. And uh, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but I thought it was very good. It was just, it just showed the, you know, how people can be when something happens. And, uh, and I just want to say that I thought it was very good. So I thought it was really, really good. So, um, 
So I strongly would recommend that you rent. Or I don't know if I would rush to buy the movie, but I definitely would recommend you watch it. So if you have like HBO or Showtime or something, like that, and you don't want to rent the movie, then definitely be on the lookout for it when it gets there. Uh, but I definitely would recommend that you watch it. It was very good. Okay, now we lead into the fourth movie, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the fourth movie was South Side of You. And again, it was based on the first date that supposedly uh, Barack Obama and uh, Michelle had and how they fell in love. Okay, now it's, uh, it's about an hour and a half movie. And uh, all it is is just the dialogue, primarily with the two main characters. And, uh, and I thought it was... And then Roger was sitting, half listening uh, to it. And he's like... They share a lot of dialogue in this movie. And I said, well, it's not exactly uh, uh, Iron Man, okay? <laughs> but anyway, so, um, so I mean, I just thought, so, uh, so I was doing my walking as I was watching this movie because I had a malfunction of the, the VCR because this is just a regular DVD. And uh, see, the lovely present that uh, Roger got for me is he, uh, he hung up, uh, he had a professional hang up these two TVs and he got a sound bar. And we're waiting to get the new one, which is going to be here this Thursday, so I can't wait. And the bad thing is that because it's the older soundbar, that it's kind of messing up some of the things like the PS3, so I can't play Blu-rays, and it's not playing the DVDs correctly. So what it does is it plays like the background noises, but it's not playing the actual main part, the dialogue, or you know that kind of thing. So it's kind of annoying to watch a movie, and you're just hearing... <laughs> And you hear wah, 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 in the background. So you don't hear the main characters. So it's kind of annoying. So I have this old VCR that has a VCR deck to the other side. It's a dual thing. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Oh, my God. And it has VCR and it has the dual deck thing. And so I put the DVD in there. And all it would do is it hit the play button and it would go gray on the TV. And I'm like, what the hell? So I tried to play it in another DVD player and it wouldn't work. So then I then I got my lovely MacBook Pro brought to you by Apple, and I put the uh, hard external uh, disk drive thingy in and I put the DVD in and I was finally able to play it that way. And so I'm watching it on my laptop and uh, doing my little walking around the living room, doing my little racetrack, trying to get my 10,000 steps while I watch the movie. Because it was getting close to 11 o'clock and I had to get my steps in. Otherwise, I'm a failure. I'm a miserable, horrible failure. Okay, so um, so I'm doing that. I'm watching the movie and I'm like, I'm walking around. And Roger goes, this sure has a lot of dialogue. And I'm like, yes, it does. <laughs> it's a lot of trauma. Okay. So anyway, so we watched it. It was kind of like, eh. I thought it was good. The acting was good. The guy playing Barack Obama, I thought he was pretty good. And you could see how the early signs about how, you know, he was, he's a very smart, wonderful, marvelous human being. And uh, and I, I'm surely going to say that I'm going to miss him tremendously. And, uh, and I wanted to tell you folks that uh, the other day, um, what I did uh, is I wanted, because I was wanting to do this for the longest time, is I wanted to write uh, Barack Obama, our lovely president that sadly will be leaving uh, 17 days from now. Um, I wanted to write him a letter. And so I went to the White House website, and they had a thing where you could send electronic uh, letter. And so I sent him one, and I basically said about um, about how impressed I was with him being our president 
and how well educated and all the things that he tried to do and all the crap that he had to deal with at the beginning of his term and of course throughout his presidency and then of course all the things that happened within the GLBT community and how Don't Ask Don't Tell ended and uh, all these other things that happened and of course then marriage equality and and I thought that I never would see like the state of Indiana and other states down south and all you know I never thought in my lifetime that they would allow um, same-sex couples to marry um, even though we had a few states that could do it I just never thought it would become a national thing and then of course it did and so what happened was I wrote the letter and and then I because I've written letters to presidents before and some and I wrote when I was a kid and I wrote one to uh, Gerald Ford and he wrote back and uh, and I still had that letter and I thought it was you know, I don't know if he actually wrote the letter or maybe some staff member. Yeah, probably that's what happened. But when you're a little kid and you get a letter from the president and the way that he wrote it, I was like, oh, wah, wah, wah. so I thought it was kind of um, and I really did not expect to get anything. Now, of course, I, I, I did a few days later after I wrote the letter, I sent it and then um, I ended up getting a response and it said response from the White House. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got a response from the White House. Now, granted, more than likely, this is probably uh uh, you know, a canned letter for whatever the type of topic, topic or whatever. But uh, I just thought it was kind of interesting. So I was going to read it to you. Um, and I thought I would share it with you. But um, it says the White House, Washington. And it says, Dear Thomas. And it says, Thank you for writing. Your story is an important part of our nation's journey forward on the path toward LGBT equality. And your reflections on the progress we've made together mean a lot to me. Messages like your underscore... That America is at its best when people from all walks of life add their voices to our national conversation and when we all come together to shape our country's course. Once I leave Oval Office, I rejoin you as a private citizen of this great country of ours, a stronger America that has progressed further and reached higher than many thought was possible. And while there are milestone moments that we'll always remember, I want you to know that the messages from people like you that have touched my heart and informed, me, informed my presidency. They stayed with me, and they have kept me going, and they always will. I thank you again for writing to me. Our brand of democracy is hard, and we are a constant work in progress. But I promise you that as long as I'm president and long after, I will be right alongside you, as I've always been working to ensure our nation lives up to our highest ideals and remains a beacon of hope and opportunity. All the best, Barack Obama. So I got that, and I was like, oh, my God, it's so cool. And then I showed it to Roger because oh, that's probably just a canned letter that they sent about GLB people. And I said, I don't care. I thought it was cool. And uh, so there. So I just thought it was cool. And I have to drink some water because I've been talking for 56 minutes. And I'm going to lose my voice. So anyway, so I thought that was cool. Okay. So anyway, I thought it was cool. So I was real happy. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. So let's see what else. Oh, I'm getting pictures from my godson with Sawyer and his lovely wife and the beautiful little baby girl. She's just adorable. I just love her to pieces. Okay. So let me see if I have anything else. Anything else? Okay. Okay. Well, believe it or not, folks. Uh, oh, well, the other thing I wanted to tell you about. Uh, one more thing, and I got four minutes that I'm going to tell you. But see, over the time that I was off work, um, what I did is I watch the show and I talked about it many, 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 many times. Um, but it's called This Is Us. It's on NBC. And if you have a chance to watch it, I would definitely recommend there's 10 episodes right now that you can watch. And 
Well, after I got done, because see, the one thing I love about uh, social media like Facebook and the Twitchers is that it gives you an opportunity to correspond with celebrities that otherwise you would not be able to do so. And one of the actors that's on This Is Us is called, this gentleman, his name is Sterling K. Brown. And I already told you about this on the last episode, but I'm going to tell you again because I I like him a lot. He's really good. And he's very, very handsome. And uh, he's... He's amazing, 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 amazing actor. And he used to be on a show called Army Wives, which I really enjoyed. And now he's on This Is Us. And, of course, he was on the little mini series called um, The People vs. O.J. Simpson or whatever the hell it's called. And he got nominated for all these awards for both performances on that and This Is Us. So what I did is I sent a bunch of tweets to a lot of the actors that are on This Is Us. And say, hey, I just want to let you know I really enjoy the show. I think you're amazing and blah, blah, blah. You know, and all this stuff. Well, Sterling K. Brown was the only person out of all those people that I sent tweets to. Um, and I, I wrote him and I said, you are brilliant on This Is Us. You deserve a wall of Amy's. And then the very next day, he liked what I wrote. And then he also wrote back and he says, thank you, brother. And so today I was, um, during that hour before my show, I was reading an article on NPR and I was going to go through a couple of these things, but I rambled on about all the other things, so maybe I'll save it for next week. But it talked about all the good things that were going on uh, in 2016. Because you see all these articles about, oh, this has happened, and this was horrible that happened last year. And these are all the celebrities that died. And, you know, and Carrie Fisher and um, Debbie Reynolds and Father Mulcahy and George Michael and all these amazing, talented people that are no longer with us now. And it was really sad and depressed. But it was nice to be able to finally read an article that was showing some of the good things. And one of the things was they were talking about Sterling K. Brown. So what I did is I copied the link and I sent him another tweet and I said, hey, thought you might want to read this in case you haven't seen it. Uh, I think you might like item number 21, which was talking about him. And so I thought that was really cool. So I sent that to him and uh, we'll see if he responds. But uh, I just think it's really cool. And then, of course, another friend had found out about this gay artist who was on NPR, and he's from Michigan. So I'm going to try to get him on the show, and I thought it was really quite interesting. So I'm going to try to get him uh, to be an interview and uh, see what's up. So I'm just really looking forward to the new year. I'm looking forward to doing my show. I'm posting my shows every Tuesday night after I do my live show so that – so you can listen to it in a more timely manner. So I just want to say I want to thank you all for being here and listening and being part of my life. And I know your time is precious. So I just want to say thank you so much. And so I'm going to say goodbye for now. But I want to wish you all the very, very best and for 2017. And you can add me as a friend on Facebook and Twitter, all the name of Ramble Redhead. You can also um, give me a call at 574-807-9171. So anyway, you take care. Have a wonderful one. And remember, a crazy redhead from Indiana. Watch it. And I really wish y'all the best. So you take care, and I'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Goodbye, 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 goodbye. Okay, bye-bye.